How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Switchy Corner. My name is Pagan. I am so happy to be joined back with you guys after my nice little sabbatical. And I am joined with a wonderful guest today who wrote some really fantastic books, Laurel Woodward. Welcome to the show. Why, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I am so glad to have you here. By the way, first off, your books are incredible. I love them so much. They sit there right up there with my cookbooks. I love them. I reference them often. They're so awesome. Thank you for writing I them. I'm so glad you like them. Yes, they're beautiful, beautiful books. Um, everybody, if you are looking to buy a copy, there'll be links in the description. So you guys will have that all set up for you. But Laura, let's go ahead and get started talking about the first book of yours that I got, which was Kitchen Witchery. And this book is really a great book that really breaks down all of the different types of ingredients and how they can be used in mundane ways, but is also magical ways. So it is a really great book for uh, witches to get started, especially on their journey if they're wanting to get into kitchen witchcraft, at least from my opinion. What was your inspiration for writing this book? Um, well, all of my books really reflect where I am in my practice at that time. And um, I've always been a huge uh, cook. I love cooking. I, I love I love garden to table cooking. Mm -hmm. um, but um I just been diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder and I had to do this huge discovery of not, it was like a curse actually, because I love baking bread. I love baking cakes. I love baking things. And I was told I cannot have flour. I can't have wheat. So Same. I had to go on this. this um, <laughs> yeah. And, and at the time um, I, I was diagnosed 10 years ago and there weren't a lot of gluten-free options at that time. Mm -hmm. There, there weren't cup to cup flours. So I had to kind of experiment and um, complete, I had to completely experiment and see uh, what I could create with these um, alternatives. And the, the, book, um, the book came out of a, a reference that um, I sent to Llewellyn and they said, well, let's, let's change it and do this. And mm -hmm. um, it, uh, it incorporated all of the uh, experiments that I had been doing at the time into gluten-free flours and different recipes and how to try to deal with this um, thing I was going through. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, my, my, in, my, in my practice, my, one of my key focuses is trying to bring um, magic to the mundane. Um, 
I, I don't want to save it for a full moon night. I want it to be in, you know, my every effort. Um, and um, I mean, our, our kitchen is just contains so many amazing magical ingredients. Um, it was just a great jumping off point to start. Um, I, I don't know if I answered your question. You did. <laughs> you totally did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have rambling days it's okay Ramble, rambling it. days happen a lot around here uh especially depending on how bad my brain is that day so i if i repeat like a question just ignore me and just answer it again and we'll go with it so it works out <laughs> i i had covid about uh i guess it was about two and a half months ago oh. i had it for three weeks it was awful it was just I'm so awful sorry. i was completely floored and i had i had three vaccinations so i really didn't think it would hit me so badly mm -hmm. But it's, it's been really annoying and I still don't have hearing in my right ear and, wow. um, yeah, it's very annoying, but I, I think, I think I'm kind of a bit foggy still from it. It's very, it's just frustrating. I, I have multiple sclerosis, so my brain days uh, come with uh, however my MS is affecting me that day. So I completely and totally understand. I am very, very lucky. Thank the gods I have not caught COVID yet. I hope to never catch it. But yes. at the same time, uh, yeah, I, I'm quadruple vaxxed and all that stuff. So uh, it, I completely understand. It's a really scary thing to think about. And there was a study I read the other day that um, they said that uh, now they're starting to see people who have had COVID look a lot like they have MS on their MRIs and stuff like that. So that's really I, I, interesting. I was reading that also. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are experiencing long-term um, neurological uh, mm -hmm. changes. It's a scary disease. It really is. It is. <laughs> it is. It's so scary. Uh, but I also read in your book that you are somebody who really likes um, sustainability and yes, those yes, kinds of things. And that is one of my big, huge passions as well. What would your advice be for somebody who is wanting to kind of merge their magic and sustainability practices? Or even if they're just wanting to get started with sustainability, what would your like top advice be for them? Um, in the kitchen or the garden? both <laughs> okay either um, one <laughs> whichever you feel comfortable answering i i'm good with either one <laughs> or both if you'd like <laughs> okay well uh well i i guess it i guess they go together mm -hmm. um i am i i have i have a i have a passion for growing food and medicine plants right now i have a pasture that i converted into a uh a kitchen garden Oh, and wow. um i have my i have i have uh pumpkins i just love pumpkins i have three <laughs> different kinds of pumpkins right now and uh tomatoes and of course zucchini um i've been eating like a squash a day for two months now um um but i love growing food i love knowing where it came from i love knowing what kind it is i love knowing that there's no um with my autoimmune thing i really have to be organic i mm -hmm. things things affect me and make me ill. So I, and I, I hate talking about illness, um, but our the, our, the way our food is designed right now, mm -hmm. I think it's really contributing to a lot of illness. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. 
So having my own garden where I can, you know, pick something that I know is, I know what it is, where it came from, how it was grown. And I know what, what went, went into its growth and I can take it fresh and bring it into my kitchen and make it into something else that I, um, you know, feed my family with um, or just eat for fun. I made a blackberry scones the other day, gluten-free, whole oh, batch of gluten-free blackberry scones just for me. <laughs> and uh, I froze half of them so I can have them whenever I want. And, you know, it's, that's a real magic. Um, as far as sustainability, I like to, uh, I put up a lot of, of food. Mm-hmm. Um, I've shredded zucchini and uh, froze a bunch of bags of it. I've, um, I have uh, four gallon bags of blackberries right now or wow. later on when we don't have them. I have, um, I made three batches of St. John's wort oil um, to have throughout the year because you know the flowers only, mm-hmm. only grow the one season. Um, I have a lot of my own herbs. Um, I don't, I don't like buying stuff. I don't like going to the store and purchasing something for something. I like using what I have on hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I rarely, rarely will I look at a recipe and then go buy the things for that recipe. Usually I look at what I have and then figure out what I can create from what I have. Mm-hmm. Um, So I, I think um, a lot of it, uh, if you want a tip about sustainability in the kitchen, it would probably be learn to use basics to mm-hmm. your advantage and um, don't be afraid to experiment. Um, even if something doesn't turn out to be exactly what you want, it's still going to be edible. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've, I've, I've done a lot of so so dishes I, I've probably done like I'll probably do four or five so so dishes until I find one that is that oh this is exactly how I want it to be <laughs> um but you know they still get eaten up I love that and you know the other thing about magic and especially magic in the kitchen is magic is about play and experimentation and seeing what works best for you and what works best for your path as well um being in the kitchen is exactly the same. It's just spicy chemistry. <laughs> yes. And, and, it's, and it's having fun. It's yes. having fun and it's satisfying needs that you have in the moment. Um, uh, I, I love kitchen witchcraft. I love green witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm doing things in a moment to moment, uh, you know, applying uh, ideals and, and magical concepts to cooking or gardening or just walking outside, it turns my entire day into a uh, wonderful, um, just blessed existence. I love it's, that. It's very empowering. It is very I empowering. Love, I love nature. I love <laughs> being outside. I um, my whole practice really is communing with the wild gods. Um, I just, it, it, I, it's what gives my life meaning. Mm-hmm. Well, that definitely ties us right into your uh, book, uh, Backyard Garden Witchery, which it was funny when I started reading this book, I was like, is she sitting in my backyard writing this? 
this because it <laughs> reads identical to my backyard just everything the way that you described it i'm like yeah check family of raccoons check squirrels check birds check bugs check beautiful garden surrounding me check nice overhang of a nice oak tree above me yeah check okay yeah she wrote this in my backyard <laughs> it was so funny to to read that and i was just like wow that's and it was made the book even more exciting for me because i was like yeah she she like literally took it out of my life when she was great <laughs> Well, I'm I'm glad that you could connect with it like that. Um, my friend Britta, who reads all my stuff as I'm writing it, goes, you know, these are kind of feel like they're written by two different people. And it's just because I was at two different, mm -hmm. such different places in my life when I was writing them. Um, one, I was kind of angry and angst about having this curse. And another, the other, I was just so blessed to be outside in nature. And um, I was, you know, just... Um, kind of seeing the, the virtues of the land. It's definitely a beautiful book. And I love that book so much because I'm a hardcore homesteader. I absolutely mm -hmm. love sustainability uh, and especially growing my own food. And it, it was funny when you were talking about eating a squash a day, the first thing that popped into my head is I have this butternut squash plant that uh, didn't do so well in the summer because it got ridiculously hot here and it just almost mm. tried to die on me. Um, but I was like, you know what, I'm just going to water you and hope for the best and see where we end up. If I get more squash, cool. If I don't, okay, we'll just see where we end up. And it started raining about probably mid-August, like hardcore rains, like almost flood rains here. We got our monsoon season and it went nuts. It's taken over my entire bed that it's in uh mm. and has taken over my entire fence and there's this squash that's growing on it that is ginormous for a butternut <laughs> squash it is so huge i'm like that's the biggest butternut squash i've ever seen it's probably about 20 inches long and about nine inches wide wow it's huge and i was like and it's not even done growing like it hasn't even started to ripen yet it's still green and i'm like oh you're gonna be a big boy i don't know what you want <laughs> what i'm gonna do with you but you're gonna be a big one and it's got another one that's almost a probably a little bit less than the size of that one growing right next to it and i'm like okay well and now it's like gone underneath the fence and it's growing out into the field next to my fence where my i keep my dogs and all that and i'm like Okay, we'll see what you do. I'm just going to leave you alone and let you grow. Have a nice day, butternut squash. And Yes, uh, <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. Um, when I get up in the morning, I have this routine I do where I, I get up, I feed my goats, I walk them over to the sheep field, and then I get my paintbrush and I walk out to my garden and I check all the female blossoms of my mm -hmm. squashes and pumpkins and hit them with pollen just to make sure I, I have tons of bees. I'm, I'm blessed with bees here, but I don't want to lose any. Yeah. And I talk to each one as I see it and say, oh, I see you. I see you. Here you go. You know, and oh, you look so big and beautiful today. And <laughs> I, I sometimes I think my kids think I'm an absolute nut, but, but it's, it's, I mean, plants are people too you know they, they are they, they, they are they um have so much to offer us and they have so many so so much wonderful healing energy whether it's for food or herbs or or just 
you know, being there, um, just being present. I remember during the summer when, you know, it was still pretty hot and all that. And all my tomatoes just weren't, they were growing, but they weren't doing anything. They weren't actually producing. They weren't blossoming it because it was just way too hot for them. And I finally went out there and I was like, look, the season is about to wrap up. You guys need to do something. <laughs> Figure it out. I don't care what you have to do. And then the weather immediately cooled off. We got a ton of rain and they went nuts. And I, I I'm going to have to can some, uh, tomato soup here fairly soon because i have more tomatoes than i know what to do with so i'm like okay well that's what we're gonna do we're gonna can some tomato soup then because i have to and same with my poblanos my poblanos just kind of didn't do anything all summer and i'm like okay you guys need to do something and now they're covered in them and i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to eat all these yeah uh, my poblanos <laughs> are going crazy too and it's you know uh oregon and washington doesn't it's not known for peppers, mm -hmm. but I, I have had very good luck with the hot varieties. Um, bells really struggle here, but yeah, the problemos, boy, oh my gosh, they're, they're just, you know, the Anaheim's do pretty good too. Um, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. I have like 30 of them that are ready to pick and got to figure out something to do with them. Yeah. You know? I, I feel that. And I have so many jalapenos too. I'm, I'm like, I'm just going to have to freeze you guys, I guess, because yeah. I have, I was like, well, I planted last year, I planted seven jalapenos and mm -hmm. that was way too many, <laughs> way too many. And more went bad than I actually was able to eat. Uh, this year I was like, okay, I'm going to plant three. That should be enough. Mm -hmm. I still have more than I know what to do with. And I'm like, Mm, yeah. okay well we're just gonna freeze these and i guess make salsa with them later or something <laughs> isn't the abundance wonderful though it's it just, is it's, so yeah. is and my garden was weird this year too like we some stuff just didn't grow at all because i think it was way too hot and mm -hmm. way too dry so it was where, it was where are you i'm in tennessee oh okay yeah yeah um it last year it my entire garden was insane. I had more produce than I knew what to do with. Um, but this year it really struggled because of the heat. And mm -hmm. uh, I know that was a, for a lot of other Tennessee gardeners were the same. So it was just a strange year for the way stuff grew. Um, year two. Year two. We had a really, really long, cold spring. Mm -hmm. And so everything's like a month behind. Yeah. My tomatoes are just now turning red. Oh, and a wow. lot of the fruit did not set. Um so it's, it's, it was a very strange year. It was, um, it was very strange. Um, I don't know if you know this, um, but you probably do, but if you are running towards the end of your season, you have a lot of green tomatoes, mm -hmm. go ahead and pick them green and then bring them into the house and put them in a paper bag with an apple oh, yeah. and they'll ripen. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm, I'm hoping we'll have like another month, um, before the nights get too cold. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I started doing that just so that I can have some. <laughs> <laughs> I feel <picture>. that. <laughs> uh, so with your uh, garden and all that, especially where you live, what are some of the things that you do to prep your garden, um, you know, as it goes into fall and winter uh, to get it ready for spring? Do you have any tips on that? Um, well, clearing away and weeding and weeding and weeding and weeding. I spend a lot of time weeding. Mm -hmm. um, and I have a, uh, a cultivator um, to turn the soil mm -hmm. when, when I, you know, when I'm ready to. Um, but 
oh, and I take the old straw and, you know, do a couple really good, nice layers of old straw of everything. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the, mo the, the, the real work comes as soon as the soil dries out in the spring. Um, that's when it's, you know, that's when you have to really get dirty and yes you know I, I get my pick out I do I do just about everything by hand I get my pick out and then I pick everything mm -hmm. um pick the whole bed and then I weed and weed and weed and weed and weed and I, the, the the growing power here is just so strong mm -hmm. that and I don't believe in sprays or any kind of chemicals oh, I, I do everything I do if it's only like stuff that I can trace the chemicals and I know exactly mm -hmm. what it is and where mm -hmm. it came from and most of my stuff is essential oil based um, right. So that way it doesn't actually harm the plants and doesn't harm well, the pollinators. Right, right. Sure. I use neem oil and I use yeah, vinegar same. and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, for like weeding the vegetable bed, I just pull it all out. I just pick it out. Yep. Um, and it's an immense process because it's <laughs> a large area. And the growing, the growing areas, you know, you pick it out and, and a week later it's back. They just keep coming back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's just what it is. That's just how it is. I, I feel that. I feel grass is the bane of my existence here. Mm. And I have raised beds and all my raised beds have, you know, like, they've got like two or three inches of cardboard underneath them. And they've also mm. got like garden cloth. And they've, uh, I also put hard wire cloth underneath to keep out because uh, we have moles and gophers oh, and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I do that. But still, like, there's grass in all my beds. And I'm like, I you guys are the bane of my existence. I, like I yeah. work you out and you come right back and I <laughs> get my little weeder out and I go down deep and get the root out. And yeah, no, it still comes right back every time. But you know, that's part of gardening. And that's, yeah, you know, it is. If you're having a bad day, go weed. Trust yeah, me, exactly. you won't have a bad day anymore. <laughs> if you're having a bad day, just go outside. Just go outside <laughs> and let your, 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 your mind quiet and just listen and, and look around and let the, let your senses be filled up with the natural sights and sound that mm -hmm. pulls me out of a bad mood every time. Yes, definitely does the same for me. And, uh, like I said, if I'm having a bad mood or I'm really angry or something, I'll just go outside and weed for a little mm -hmm. bit. Take it out, take it out on the weeds. Trust me. It, it's okay. <laughs> your plants will thank you for it. That's true. That is true. Um, uh, so, okay. Fun question before we kind of wrap up for our, uh, chat and all that, but what is your favorite herb? What is your favorite flower? So it's several questions I should say. Uh, what is your favorite herb? What is your favorite flower? What is your favorite vegetable and why? Okay. Um, and I do want to hit on, uh, I had some exciting news where I'm doing. Oh, we're going to definitely book. do all the, they promote you and promote all that good stuff. So don't worry. Oh, fantastic. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. okay. I just do that um, at the okay. end. <laughs> my, my favorite, my favorite herb right now, it, it changes. All my favorites change all the time, mm -hmm. but right now I'm totally into lemon balm. Oh, lemon um, balm's the best. It's so I, good. I, it, it just smells so good and you could cook so easily with it. And it's, it's, you know, improves your mood mm -hmm. and it's, it's just, I love lemon balm. Um, but I found out you can make pesto with it and, and you can grind oh. it up and put it in, um, uh, ricotta cheese to bake into noodle dishes. Um, 
it's, I mean, you can do a whole half a cup and ricotta and you, it's like spinach. You don't even really, oh, you know, I bet that tastes delicious. It, it is. It's nice. Um, and it has such a gentle uplifting energy. Mm-hmm. It, um, it restores mood and it's, um, it's a great herb. It is a great herb. Uh, it's also great with tea. So if you, if oh, there's yeah. somebody who wants to take an herbal tea, lemon balm tea is great. Yeah. It, and it's so easy to grow. It grows like a weed. <laughs> I um, think it's in the mint family and that's why it grows like a weed. If mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, flower right now would be roses and dahlias. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sunflowers uh, the season right now is sunflowers so I have to add them too but I love dahlias I I'm I love cloning flowers and dahlias are so easy to clone roses are super easy to clone too mm-hmm. um so and I'm I know you're not supposed to I know it's against all of the gardening ethics but if I see an amazing beautiful dahlia or flower or rose I might snip a little and bring it home and make my home <laughs> <laughs> um any any rose that's hanging over my fence is fair game yes uh, you know but also if I'm out on a walk and I see an amazing beautiful rose I I can't help myself I will take a little snip and bring it home and make a new bush um and I have a lot of beautiful roses because of that but um I I and roses are have a gentle uh, they also have a gentle uh, love energy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I use I use them a lot in bath magics and um, oh yes, very nice um, teas too. Mm-hmm. I throw rose petals and oh, and I cook with roses sometimes. I'll use them in uh, um, a scented oil or uh, uh, on top cakes and things. Oh, I think that's pretty. Are, yeah, rose petals are really easy to use. I I like to sugar them and you can dry them and sugar them and like a violet. I like violets too, but they're in the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, and vegetable, you say? Yes, vegetable. What is your favorite vegetable and why? I love all vegetables. <laughs> I do. I love all vegetables and I crave different ones on different days. Um, <laughs> I, I think for its generosity, it would be pumpkin and zucchini. Mm-hmm. Um, for its sustainability, it would be spinach because it's a cut and come and you just grow it and grow it and grow it and you just snip it and you have it all the time. I have a full spinach bed right now and bok choy and, and uh, beet greens and cabbage. Um, that's hard. How do you narrow it down to one? I know it is hard. It is very, very oh, hard. You know what? I think right now I might choose butternut squash because it's, it, it's so, so easy to grow. Mm-hmm. It, you, you keep it and it lasts for months and months and months. It's fantastic for I think I used my last butternut in early March last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, they, you can make anything you can make with pumpkin with them. Yep. And um, they make fantastic um, lasagnas and raviolis and fettuccines and mm-hmm. soups. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go with <laughs> What What's yours? What would you choose? Oh, I would say probably my favorite one currently is uh, Brandywine tomatoes. Oh, they yes. are s- probably the sweetest tomato I've mm. ever eaten. And I literally could just go outside and pick them off of my plants, wash them off, mm-hmm. and then eat them like a tomato or eat them like an apple. Like they're that good. They're so so yeah. good. Um, and then probably for like a 
ballish kind of vegetable would probably be butternut squash because you can substitute it for like potatoes or uh one of my favorite things to do is um mash it up with some sweet potatoes and it just becomes so decadently good um it's great in chilies and soups and all sorts of stuff like it, it's so versatile and like you Yeah. said once you cure it it keeps forever um Right. i have like a shelf of them in my living room And they're just sitting there in this dark little shelf in the corner, hanging Mm -hmm. out, because I'm like, I have nowhere else to store you right now. So here you go. And they store beautifully. I actually have pumpkins right there with them, too. And they store beautifully. So once you cure them, they're great. They will store Yeah. for quite some time. And if you're, you know, somebody that lives in a humid place and you're not wanting to cure them, just peel them, chop them up, and freeze them. And trust me, you'll be golden. You, you'll be great. I think that most of my uh, like food saver bags, I can get probably two, maybe even three chopped up out of one big butternut squash. So yeah, you, you'll be good. <laughs> They're really, really great. And they're also really easy to grow. Like you said, like I literally just planted it on a whim. I've never grown them before. And I was like, I'm just going to put this here and see what it does. And it went insane so unless you are somewhere that's in a small space that might be your only reason for not going because Yeah. Oh it yeah, takes and over I, if, if you have a full sun, a lot with full sun, it sh it'll grow. It should be fine. Um, yeah and they're so generous. Um, mine right now, every morning, just about, I have two or three new squash, and I'm hoping that they'll be able to to develop before the season ends. But new new squash waiting to be pollinated, and it's you know it's just. I don't know when I walk outside and I start working in my garden, I just feel blessed. I feel um, happy and content and, and just honored to have this place to where I can experience the nature, the natural energies growing and, and living, you know, you know, I don't, I don't, I think man got it wrong when, when he was go forth and conquer. I think we should go forth and, and nurture Yes, and, absolutely. um, be a part of the environment, not the conqueror of the environment, you know? I I am very much a proud supporter of group food, not lawns. Mm, yes, Yes. me too. Yeah. So it, if that's not your thing, then you might have come to the wrong podcast, just for the record. <laughs> Right. I, Everyone I listening. totally, <laughs> I, I totally agree. Um, I think when we, when a gardener looks at a place and thinks I need to tr change all this and transform it into my vision, I think, I think that's wrong. You should go into the environment and see what you can contribute to nurture what's going on there. Um, and of course you can change things you can change elements to, to make it your vision, but I don't think you should devastate the life that's existing there. I think you should co-create with it. Mm -hmm. I agree. I absolutely Um, but, but agree. I also love creatures, you know, I love the butterflies and the praying mantis and the lizards and the little snakes and the spiders. I love them all. You know, I, the birds overhead, I, I share a lot of my bounty with these creatures and I'm happy to. I grew a lot of sunflowers this year for the birds. 
Oh, and, yes. you know, That's of so course, nice. people are like, why didn't you harvest the seeds for yourself? And I'm like, well, first of all, I don't want to spend the time cracking them because I only have so much energy in a day. And if I have to really work that hard for my food for one little seed, I'm probably not going to eat it. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I said the birds will. And yeah. I said, the birds need it. And I said, also, if I'm growing something specifically for them, they won't eat my other plants. Yeah, that's true. So. Plus, uh, plus they're, they're, they're so wonderful to watch and uh, yeah. listen to, you know, <laughs> they bring so much joy. They do. They so do. Uh, it, it was so funny. Probably my funnest, funniest garden story of the entire year is I had this squirrel come in and he tried to steal a jalapeno pepper and he finally got it off oh, the no. plant and you see him go up into the tree and you see him take a bite out of it and he just kind of stops and looks at this thing like why did you hurt me oh. <laughs> and i'm just like oh buddy i'm sorry but you should have not eaten that yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, uh but yeah that was probably my best garden story out of this year which was great and I know you have some other really great stuff that you want to promote. So please, let's talk all about your classes, works, anything you've got going on and tell people also where they can find you and, you know, kind of follow you and keep in touch with your work. Okay. Um, well, I, I do have two wonderful things that just happened. Um, I sold another book to Llewellyn and it's okay. coming out next year. It's called Wellness Witchery and it's about, uh, it's about using the Nervines in um, I did, I did a, a, um, oh, what was it? It was a winter festival food uh, panel with four different authors for Llewellyn last December. Mm -hmm. And one of the questions was, how has your practice changed this year? And it got me thinking because it really has COVID just put a whole spin on everything. Mm -hmm. And I, I went from making, I went from doing, a. a works for prosperity and happiness. And I mean, from prosperity and, and um, abundance to just small happiness, um, content, uh, um, you know, things to uplift my well-being. Mm -hmm. And so a new book came out um, and it's just using the herbs and nervines that are in my immediate uh, um, environment. Mm -hmm. And I turned it in and they handed it back to me like they always do because I'm kind of crap at organizing material. <laughs> and, um, um, they handed it back to me with all these wonderful notes. And so I'm rewriting it right now. And it's turning into this really nice um, wellness book. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, and uh, also, I was asked to do the recipes for the Llewellyn Date Book 2024. Oh, that's um, so good. Yeah. So that's coming up the next year. Um, I, I'm really happy with both those things. Oh, that's so, so wonderful. I'm so excited for that. I buy the date book every year. So um, I, I do too. I, I, I love too. that. I, I can't wait to see what you put in it. And some of your recipes in there, I immediately went and put them in my own recipe book because I was just like, these are so good that I'm going to have to just make them and <laughs> well, eat them all like day. Them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm very excited about your wellness book. Do You probably don't have a uh, expected release date, do you? No, not yet. Not yet. They said, okay. uh, just next year. Just next year. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, whenever it comes back out or anytime you'd like to, you're welcome to come back by. I'd love to chat with you about it. And I'd love to uh, continue talking all sorts of fun, you know, sustainability and wellness stuff with you. I think that would be such a wonderful conversation to have. 
Well, I'd love to, Pagan. Thank you. Thank you. I would love Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Do you have any classes or anything that people can, um, you know, sign up for or take from you or anything like that? Uh, no, but I have a blog at uh, liminallandscapes.com and it's okay. just is lots of recipes and just what's going on in the day-to-day -day things. It's a, uh, it's, I eat seasonally. So it's very seasonal. Like right now it's uh, mostly blackberries. I have tons and tons and tons of blackberries. Um. <laughs> that sounds good to me. I love blackberries. So. <laughs> well, this has been an absolute joy, Laurel. Thank you so much for coming by the show. I am so excited for your works that are coming out and all of your cool date book stuff that's going to be happening in 2024. And yeah, anytime you'd like to come by and just chit chat, I would be happy to have you. Fantastic. Thank you. Alrighty. Well, everyone who's listening, thank you so much for joining us. We love that you guys are able to be here every single time. You guys take care of yourselves. Stay safe, especially in this crazy, crazy world. And I will see you all next week. Bye, everyone.